Hello, cosmic friends and family. Welcome back to the Supernature Cafe. I am your host, David Mage. And I'm your host, Reverend Audra. Thank you for taking the time to tune into our show where we discuss the reality-bending stories and experiences from our Supernature podcast. Supernature Cafe seeks to be respectful to all people, humans, beings, and creatures of the universe alike. What we discuss and our content may not be suitable for all listeners. We strive to only speak of truth as we know it. Some listeners may find the experience and stories depicted to be unsettling and disturbing, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Supernature Cafe. So today's episode is going to be a cafe discussion on your last hypnosis session which again as we mentioned before was our well i know was my favorite experience um, of yours through a hypnosis session uh, for where you went um, and i think we've had some pretty fascinating experiences from our last sessions but this session uh, it really pushed the envelope um, in in ways that i wasn't anticipating for for hypnosis uh, and it feels like it was it was almost giving us the tools that we can use to explore things further next time. I think this one was interesting because they're um, like looking back through the session and listening to it. There's a point where it could have gone one of two ways. And I think for anyone listening who maybe practices QHHT or knows about hypnosis, it's difficult um, to paint the picture. It's really difficult to help the person who's under navigate and I think you actually did a really great job because it sort of came upon like this crystal and I was really giving you nothing to work with um so how you kind of navigated in to expand what was happening is really cool like looking back on it um that's something that comes up often on my end doing hypnosis um, is trying to get people past certain obstacles and I definitely look back and go wow that was a huge obstacle to try to open up but when you do the stuff that can come out is really fascinating yeah sorry so let's just quickly backtrack a little bit here so in the session um, there were three key things that took place uh, first one we established was this selenite crystal that seemed to be like fiber optic cable transporting energies and beings throughout the universe. Uh, and then we latched onto a couple of those beings. One of them was Jory, who we'll talk about. Uh, and then the other one, whom I didn't mention in the narrative, but it did come out in the hypnosis, uh, was Ply. Well, he kind of teased you because you were trying to say his name and like try to figure out the spelling. And he's like, yep, yep, that's how, you, you know, whatever you want, that's how you would do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, which goes to show there is a f incredible personality with these energies that we connect with, too. Uh, but we'll talk we'll talk a bit more about yeah. that. Um, I also just want to briefly mention my narrative is only a version of this whole hypnosis session. Um, we also upload the transcript through uh, my Patreon account. Uh, so if you are interested in seeing or reading the actual transcript that took place with this session to get a better understanding about the, uh, the session itself, feel free to check out 
davidmage at patreon.com. Uh, and you can find all of our extras and supernature bonuses and stuff, uh, stuff there. Uh, okay, so let's go back and start from the beginning with this selenite crystal. I remember, and I think we'll get to this um, in an, another episode when we talk about your subconscious again. <laughs> we talk about your subconscious again. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds so strange. <laughs> yeah, doesn't sound strange to us, but I'm sure listening it does. Yeah, but we learned that there was a distinct note in the subconscious conversation that said the pyramid is no longer needed. You can use the selenite. Mm-hmm. This we call it selenite, but you can use this crystal object or yeah. the, this crystal energy and connect with it, and it will connect you to so much more and that's exactly what it seemed to do it's kind of like a fast track instead of having to go back and find our friend and find the pyramid and travel a little bit more i want to say like earthbound style travel of going places like just visualize this space and kind of zip zap wherever you need to be with whoever you catch on to yeah that's (laughs) that sounds fascinating just seems like a faster process it seems to imply that it will help our cosmic explorations. Yeah. It's taken a few steps out. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone other than myself. And if it does, that's fine. <laughs> but Well, I think that's a great opportunity too for the listeners. Um, if they have something they would like us to explore in our next session. Ooh, yes. Uh, throw it out at us. Because let's, uh, let's, let's put this to the test. Let's put this, this, uh, this selenite crystal highway uh to the test and see see if there are some things out there that we can uh we can connect with the first person you grab onto and uh, i would like for you to describe it is uh just to see if there's any anything else that uh, i didn't necessarily capture in the uh the narrative mm-hmm. about this energy being called jory yeah jory's cool he was probably the happiest the happiest one i think that i've been around I can't recall exactly how I latched on with him, but I remember, you know, you're kind of hovering around this, what seemed to be this beautiful selenite and you're looking at it and there are like fibers of it going every which way. And the way I see it is I just kind of closed my eyes and jumped and whatever caught me, caught me. And that was who caught me. And we zipped over to Venus. So that's interesting. Um, (laughs) Going to Venus uh, now, now, if you can just take a moment to describe. Jory? Uh, yeah. What, what did he look like? Well, he was probably my size or a little bigger, like five foot, <laughs> not big. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I look at him, I think of just this adorable character, um, reptile, purple reptile with green pants. And... It was this strange hybrid between reptile and human. Um, I recall him having like a very flat face, but a very reptilian face. Um, reptilian like snake or like lizard or like I was I, I, for some reason coming to mind. I was thinking of like a, a toad or no. a or a frog no. kind of flat. No, no, okay. not at all. Um, I uh, I want to say. It would be a bit of a mix between snake and lizard, like an actual lizard, not like a dragon, not like an iguana, like a lizard. Um, 
I mean, I can probably find a picture of the type, but like a very, very flat face. So like lizards, you always see this sort of snout-esque mouth. Mm -hmm. No, it was very similar to ours, except without that prominent nose, it was just like the two kind of holes and full scales. I think that's a great idea. We should just see if we can find a, yeah. uh, a picture of it that uh, that we can I can throw up on the um, the blog. Yeah, pop something up there uh, for people to to see uh, kind of what what you were seeing. Yeah, he was. Um, I mean, to me, it's not scary. I know a lot of people have this like notion of what the reptiles are, and it's funny because I think even when we first met, I'm pretty sure. I looked like a reptile, um, what's the word? Like farm? <laughs> I don't know, like a reptile shelter. I took in so many, you know, stray reptiles that we had like an entire oh, yeah. room full of them. Well, when I met you, you had a snake and two lizards. Yeah, a dragon, a water dragon. And I mean, I've always just like really been drawn to these creatures. You look at them and they're just dead. Like there is none of that connection that you would have with like a cat or a dog or things like that but to me I don't have that and I I feel like a lot of us kind of look at lizards like oh scary um, the reptiles are bad they're evil they're from somewhere else but I don't have this with Jory or with his people they were so kind and loving and curious um, and like he says to he's not a part of reptiles that are here or that sort of tie that's earthly Oh, right. I thought that was actually a really intriguing point when he mentions uh, that there is a distinct difference between him and and the reptiles that are here. Mm -hmm. So first off, OK, let's now another piece is corroborating <laughs> that there are reptiles here living underground, yeah. living within the within the earth. Um, maybe not necessarily very deep, but deep enough that we are not connected with them and that they see us as a nuisance. Yes. I think that's been a common <laughs> thing. And understandably how that could lead to negative feelings about it is, you know, we are a... Um, we're the cockroach. We're a tough we're a tough species to be around, I think, because we make a lot of selfish decisions. Yeah. And I think he even says, like, no, no, our, our people over here, we're not like the ones that are you know, on your planet, those ones, they're not going to kill you, but they're not going to try to save you. Yeah, which I thought, <laughs> again, yeah, was was a really interesting way to describe that or point that out. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I, I see that. I can, I can see that the way, you know, again, the way we treat our planet, the way yeah. we're acting, the way we as a species are behaving. Sure. I mean, if we weren't on the planet, on the surface of the planet, they could probably come up here and thrive thrive or have some success well and i think it goes down to origins as well right so what are our individual origins they're actually spread far through the galaxy and through other galaxies and other like multiverses but when you look at jory he states i am a hybrid i'm a part of human i'm a part of this reptile race i'm also a part of pleiadian hence the purple too and there's just there's also a lot of love being infused into him and his people and it's interesting you know venus love pleiadians um so it's neat to see that things are not what they are for face value there's so many differences mm -hmm. another thing i thought was really neat about what he said is that he can only come to earth for a little bit of time and then he has to come back to his warmer temperatured yeah planet venus yeah you can't live on the surface they are underground uh, as well um but i'm sure 
they have adapted and in whatever dimension that they're in they've adapted to thrive in a planet like venus yeah just goes to show that there are um there is a diversity of of potential life that's out there that has adapted in ways that go beyond our narrow understanding our of narrow bandwidth. this is what's required to have life on a planet. And it cracks me up too, especially with so much talk lately around Mars and there's nothing on it or, you know, there's nothing that lives on Neptune or these things. And it's funny to me because we just as humans think, well, if we can't, then nothing can. But I mean, we're just this minuscule little fleck of life form. And I think... We need to get past that and realize that just because we can't see it, it does not mean it's not thriving. You know, like all of these planets around us, I think it would be foolish to think that there's nothing there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but that's just my opinion. So I don't know. Do you want to find out a little bit more about Jory's home and what he was doing? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we didn't talk too much about it. So his home was really cool. It was underground, like you said. It reminded me of like a Flintstones place. So it wasn't dirty and muddy. It was almost like this rock kind of place. Um, It had places to sit. It had places to be and thrive. It had this like little science lab in there. We asked him, you know, what what do you eat and drink? And he does not drink water, um, but he eats uh, roots basically of things that are growing above him and in the soil. So, you know, instead of opening up your fridge to get your food, he has this section in his place that was more dirt like that was sort of separated from his home. And he's got these little claws that can come out of his hands and he's just kind of digging away at it and pulling these roots out and they give him all of the nourishment that he would need. It reminded me of like little worms that live under your soil or under your grass and they just eat the roots of your grass, you know. Very similar to that. Kind of felt like mole-esque, but it was so warm and cozy and it felt great. And he was actually going back and forth between earth and venus because again he wanted to test water and that seems like such a huge theme in all of my sessions but he was looking for what was in the water because something is going on with it and they can't figure it out and you had asked you know are you testing for specific chemicals or specific elements and he said he is but they're not not anything in particular they're just trying to break it down because it's gone past like h2o There's something else in there that is wrecking our water and destroying it. And it's about to be lethal. And so their issue is that if we keep destroying it, then they're screwed. And they don't want to go through this again. They're quite content in how they've set up. So they're kind of like, well, we want to help you figure this out. Because in turn, it's going to also help us. It's going to help us. It's a ripple effect. It's going to affect everyone else if we keep screwing up. We as in humans. And I think we are screwing up pretty royally. Um, But it's interesting to pull myself out of that and look at it and go, wow, like, yeah, we're doing all of these things. But there's a lot of people around us or a lot of things around us that are trying to check in and help us balance. Back to the water briefly crazy how water has been so um involved in in your sessions the way it has like every time um and how there's always been some sort of testing or some sort of experimenting or trying to find that chemical um balance or or connection uh to 
improve it or to help get life back. Like from um, the experiences with the oh, the other being within, with yeah. the pyramid uh, and him being on his planet and trying to test it to get it back to, you know, livable again. Like, like I, I, I feel like there is this common theme throughout about um, the some ill effects of our water or our environment and how there are things trying to help fix it, it help smooth it out. And again, another so fascinating thing, how Jory mentioned that we were wiped before in the hopes that we wouldn't do that, make the same mistakes and implying that we damaged the planet or damaged something bad enough that a lot of things had to step in and fix it. Yeah. And now there are a lot of things around us helping again trying to keep things from going that in that negative direction who knows really if all of if any of this is is real or or is just all imagination but cool story what an incredible story for i feel like for for me it's interesting though because i don't like water and so maybe i mean maybe that's why it comes up so often but i would think that for me, if I were to make something up, it would be very far from water. It would be, let's talk about the desert. Let's talk about some coniferous trees. Let's explore like this and that in terms of vegetation and things of that kind of respect. And I wouldn't necessarily want to go anywhere near water exploration or learning more about it. Um, I tend to just really stay away from water. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's why I'm being drawn or why. Why it's coming up so much. Yeah, it's it's interesting to mm-hmm. me. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't think of that off the top of my head. Me, when I think of water, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Let's just pass. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 almost brushed off as not even anything you want to want to think about. Yeah. That's what's so amazing about these hypnosis sessions is we get to see and explore where things are going and yeah. uh, and keep pushing. Keep pushing uh, the envelope with it. Yeah, and before we move on to the next experience, there is something really cool that I wanted to bring up with Jory as well, was how um, their species was able to create whatever they wanted. And there were two things that I actually thought were so cool about that experience, was that um, he could make or change things at will. So I think there was a moment where he changed the color of his pants and we were talking about something else in the hypnosis and I started laughing and you were kind of like, well, what's going on? I'm like, oh, he just said like, hey, check this out. And he had a thought and like started changing the color of his clothes. He's like, I can do that. (laughs) And he (laughs) thought he was being very clever and it, it was really cool. That and also that when we were talking about electricity or our kind of version of power he said they don't need it they just use their heart and as long as you have a beating heart that is working everything around you works but it took him time and he showed me how he was able to open up his heart chakra and how to open up you know the love and the power that he was experiencing and it was because he had removed two ribs and I saw him meditating and just pulling two ribs out and kind of tossing them aside and not ascending in the way that we would kind of think on like a more religious way but Buddhist way yeah like it was just this release of okay now I'm grounded again now I'm centered again because he did that he was able 
to power whatever he needed. And it kind of unlocked him because it was blocking. And it's almost like it was a release of like of density. Yes. So, and I'm not telling anyone to go and remove their ribs by any means, but this was sort of his symbology, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of how it did that for him. And he was showing me the coolest things because he was like beaming from the chest and just like, boom, there's a light over there. Boom, there's a light over there. And you were kind of watching all of these things just light up like fireworks. And the love, like I remember feeling so connected to that moment and being like, I just want to stay here. Like, why would I go back? This place is amazing. Mate, like, can you get us all at this level? You know, it was very cool. Uh, well, there's one last thing I wanted to mention too about Jory before we move oh, on. Yes. Right near the end of our session with him, I wanted to know if there was a way we could see him again. And I was implying like the idea of, you know, when we do hypnosis, is he... Is, is he okay if we kind of try and find him again or reach out again to pursue more of his life? And he's like, yeah. But then he went into saying like, yeah, just use the mirrors. Use your mirrors and you'll be able to see me. I'm like, yeah. hold on a second. Try a bunch of different angles. You'll <laughs> just, find me. I'm like, like we can look in a mirror and see you. He's like, well, you got to use the angles. If you get the angles correct, then I'll be there. You'll be able to see me. And that just brought up such a, a crazy idea that... What if there is, you know, some way to use reflections at a, at a certain angle and a certain number of them to actually see outside of our third dimension? Yeah. I don't know if that just sounds utterly absurd and crazy, but path of quantum physics right now and and the understandings of all, of, of dimensions and other other realities that do intertwine with ours i don't know how maybe it isn't so far-fetched to think that with enough mirrors and enough angles there is a way that we can can perceive beyond Mm -hmm. beyond this reality i mean hallucinogenics meditation other forms have have succeeded um we've done some research and looked into some old nostradamus uh information and he used a mirror to see potentially see all of his um all of his prophecies yeah so that was his sort of his tool his tool thank you so yeah like this was a really intriguing idea that i really want to explore further you know what's interesting too you just made me think of this um i had a photography session i think two years ago now with alex n in toronto who's like such a crazy cool photographer and i know him because i married him to his wife a few years ago and they're they're so awesome well he did a shoot with the infinity mirror and it's neat because when i think about those pictures like every there's pictures where there's like 25 of me and each of them looks a little different (laughs) you know so you see yourself in these different angled mirrors because you literally build a box of mirrors around you sit in the middle and every single one is different Mm -hmm. so it's kind of just sort of piqued this like interest and that just re- totally reminded me, <laughs> oh my God, I don't know why, how I didn't think of this before. Okay, so there is a meditation that I highly encourage everyone listening to at least try. It has been such a, a cool experience. Okay, here, here's the meditation. Get into a very light lit room with a mirror. Like I use a candle light. Like I just put a candle off to the side so there's just enough light. So that, dimly lit. That you're, it's, the room is dimly lit. And stare at yourself 
in the mirror. Calm oh, the yourself. things you see. Get, get, <laughs> try and, you know, like get into that meditative state and just focus on your face. The first time I did this, I swear I saw about 15 different versions of myself. Like I've, I've got a beard, you know, a fairly long beard. Well, I was seeing myself with a little like thin mustache or a big beard and with no, like no hair on my face. Like it was this weird, like blurring in my eyes. Oh man, like the shape of my eyes would shift. It was fascinating. And no, I was not on any drugs. I was not inebriated. I was. <laughs> I was going to say, I've done that on mushrooms before. I was not. <laughs> I was just before going to bed. And I just, honestly, I was just in a pr- real calm state. I, um, we, I think we had a candle or a light on in, in, the, in the bathroom. And I, just before going to bed, was sitting there just kind of like, oh, taking a moment with, for myself. And it started to happen. So then I like I pursued it. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? Like, I want to know if I can recreate this. And since I have, like, it's every time I I I get those conditions and I I meditate through it. I All w- right. So then I urge everyone listening to try it and tell us what you see. Yeah. I would love to hear what other people think about that too. Yeah. Well, and maybe that kind of plays into what Jory was talking about, and that. Because I, I believe what I was seeing was other soul manifestations of myself of other, or other physical manifestations that I have, I have been a part of. I believe in past life regression, or I believe in past lives. I believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we are physical beings, but I believe more we are a spiritual being having this physical yeah. experience. So we have lots of physical memories yeah. of other shapes and forms of ourself. Hey, I'm living a memory right now. <laughs> you're, a, you're a living memory. I am. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've listened to, I think a few weeks ago, we talked about that. I'm living someone else's memories here mm. in this body. So yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So we got a little a little off track there. But Always. again, that's okay. Uh, the reflection meditation. Um, try it. Try it out. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it again tonight. <laughs> and, uh, and, plan to bring it up uh oh next season yeah yes actually that's a great thing if if people would like to share their um stories about what happened with us that would be such a cool episode to just talk purely about that yeah cool all right on to the next guy the next guy oh and this guy (laughs) which i tried i tried to deliver in the narrative but i don't know how well i did so maybe if you can give us a little breakdown on this character, Ply. Yeah. yeah, so you had asked me to go back to the Selenite and see if there's anything else that I can sort of catch on to, and I did. And when you asked to describe him, I remember thinking, like, think of, like, the Flash, the costume, the weird, like, goofy helmet almost, like the old-school Flash, but, like, just all red. He was all red from head to toe. Like skin, body, I don't everything. remember like... skin, at all actually i just remember like helmet and like this motion of like running so fast and i'm not a i mean i may have used to have been in the comic stuff but i'm not a comic person so it's not like a go-to for me at all um yeah i jumped on his back and he was like yeah let's go let's do this (laughs) he's like really a weird guy 
Um, so we kind of zipped over to the sun. And I mean, there's that. Well, yeah, let's well, let's get into that whole idea. But yeah, but I'm just curious about the way he he behaved. Like he, seemed... he was so cocky. <laughs> so the way that he described, you know, who he was, what he was doing, he is an energy from the sun, and he helps to warm areas up here. So he was just going down to the equator and then back, and then somewhere else, and then back, and it almost like the way you would think of sunlight, sunbursts, sun flares. He was like this massive force and i remember him saying like i know you'd think that this would be exhausting but it's not this is cool yeah. like yeah. you'd think i'd be tired but i'm not this is what i'm born for and he was really like funny and cocky so cocky and i don't recall what he looked like but I remember the colors and certain shapes, but he, we chatted a fair bit about the sun, which was really interesting. And he, um, you, you think, I think you said, can we come with you? And he was like, yeah, "Yeah, for sure. Just leave your body. And you're like, wait, what? He's (laughs) like, yeah, just leave your body and come. That's how you have to do it. And you were like, how about we back it up a second and let's talk about how we can go there in this space without death and just kind of go along with you spiritually. And he just kind of shrugged and was like, oh, humans, okay, fine, whatever. I'll explain everything to you. <laughs> but it's very simple for um, his being and his type of being to just be like, just ditch the body and you can do anything. You can do these things. We're actually protecting ourselves from you people because you guys kind of wreck stuff. And he did even say, like, we don't let you all in here because once one comes, you all come. You all follow. And we don't want that. So you can't just come here. That's why the sun is so hot. That's why we protect it. That's why we project that heat out. So it's not that it doesn't exist because it does. It's not like a hologram. It exists. But there's so much more once you can get through it. Yeah, I think that that was a, a incredible incredible idea that I had never thought of but the sun is so big and if uh, if you had a chance to check out my blog from last week I connected a video in it about showing the comparisons of of the largest stars in our known galaxy uh, that they have discovered so far and our sun is Actually, I didn't realize how minuscule <laughs> our sun is compared to the large suns that are out there. Yeah. Still, our sun is epically huge. Like, compared to our planet, it's thousands of times bigger. Yeah. So the idea that that's actually just a... Like, I see that now as the, that the sun is actually the atmosphere for something inside. Yeah. Something that is livable. Something, you know, there could be a whole planet, Earth-sized planet, on the inside with that sun energy around it. Well, that's basically what he was saying. Once you get in here, it's a goddamn paradise. You know, you guys think that you've got all this beauty and, oh, look at the jungle, look at this, look at that. He's like, you have no idea. (laughs) This is why it's protected. Because we can get in here. We can take care of it. And he talked a lot about, um, well, one, which was really cool, is their colors are very different from our spectrum of colors. So it may or may not be like the same um, actual 
colors in the prism, but they're just different. So like what would be maybe blue sky might be a green sky or a purple sky, things like that. So everything just looked off from what our view of what should be what color. So that was cool. And then when he talked a little bit about protecting it, he said that everything that lives there lives there um, very happily together because they all realize that they are of one. And he didn't mean one creator, one source, you know, one God, if that's how you want to think of it. it it's just, just one, just one, one something. They're all the same. So he was like, why would I harm that animal or that person when it would just be harming myself? So if I did something to anything else in here, to a blade of grass, to anything, I feel it. So we just don't do that. We just exist. He said, you know, you can wander through, you can do this or that, and you never have to have that worry or anxiety or anything like that, that something's going to harm you because it just doesn't happen and it's not allowed there, which is just very cool concept. Well, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, again, with, you know, any, any sort of um, spiritual experience, that is usually the first thing that happens is you feel connected to everything. Yeah. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that we are all connected to every single thing that is out there. And 100% harming anything out there is just simply, you know, bringing it back on ourselves because we are all connected. Yeah. He, he points it out beautifully. Like, first and foremost, just be there, there to help everything and help everyone. And you all grow. You all grow. Yeah. And I think for me, it's such a big point because I am a part of a variety of communities out there that talk about exploration and talk about aliens or just non-humans, I guess. And so many people look at aliens or abductions or things like that as this very negative, like it's the greys, they're all evil, they're horrible, aliens are scary, and it's so fear-based. And Obviously, that stuff exists at some level, um, but I think we fail to talk about all of the absolutely beautiful experiences and beautiful beings that there are out there that are so good and so kind and are looking at us with love, and that doesn't get talked about. It's always like, were you abducted? Well, let's talk about all the horrible things that happen and like, sure, let's work through all of those things that happen and find out why. But there, there's also just a much bigger picture. And I mean, that's, that's what this is all about. We've got to keep pushing these experiences and keep pushing these understandings to help strengthen that connection to everything. Yeah. And for everyone to be know and understand that we're all in this together. Yeah. And I think coming, coming um, from or coming at it with love, versus fear um i think it's important you know fear can do some messed up stuff to you well i i i heard this incredible quote yesterday from the wonderful band of 21 pilots <laughs> and pretty much it, they summed up it in in the lyrics in this song that pain is the middleman yeah that, you know, from fear and from pain, it is just, it is the through point. It is, it is what you have to get through to reach that growth. 
And I feel like with the fear and, and the, the pain, we, we, get, we get so hooked up and hung up on that itself that we lose sight of the growth that is trying to point us towards. Yeah. And it's just going to get harder every as, time you resist. <laughs> yeah. As we've learned, that's it tends to be the case. Yeah. So it's interesting. I'm really happy with the experiences that I have had. And I'm not saying that they've all been positive. I've had some dark places, um, you know, whether it be in floats or meditation or through hypnosis. Like I've had some spots where it's gotten a little bit like, oh, this is getting ugly. I'm not sure. But I mean, so is life. You just have to work through it. I just like to focus on all of the wonderful things that have happened to just share with other people to let them know that there's so much good. Yeah. And I think a good example here, too, in relation to that is um, I've had conversations with people who have gone through vision quests uh, or sacred journeys, um, and they'll some have gotten to a point where there is some beast of some sort, like a dragon or mm -hmm. a creature coming in at, like right towards them, ready to, they believe, devour them, kill them, only to watch that fear and that beast transform, usually into a parent. <laughs> and then that moment of realization that this self-created overwhelming fear that manifested into this creature was actually just manifesting to bring to attention some growth that that person needed to go through with some childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say too, because you made me kind of spark like that beast or that dragon or that thing that you would kind of look at negatively. I was going to say like, here's a little secret. It's you. You are everything. You're the beast. You're the angel. You're the spark. You are complete. It just, it's not always pretty. <laughs> nope. You know, we have so many pieces of us that we just hide away. That's shadow work, right? Yep. So it's cool to actually move through those processes. Mm -hmm. Yep. God, we could like spiral onto like so many different conversations, you know? Okay, well, I think that uh, that sums up this session mm -hmm. and this season. Yes. I think that's a good place to, to finish it off. Yeah, and it's so bittersweet because I'm so excited to start doing more research and start, you know, adding more things to what we want to talk about. But I'm also so sad to not be here next week talking about something that I'm dying to get off my chest for, you know? Yeah, this has been has been a lot of fun, and I'm glad that you have come along for the ride and listened uh, to our episodes, you know, sent us questions uh, or comments or information. All of it is very appreciated, and please continue to send us this and send it to us. Uh, we will do everything we can to incorporate whatever we can. Yeah. And we want to be here to help expand our concepts of our nature and our reality. And for just some clarification, um, we will still have content to put out through the Patreon and, and you know, through our own kind of means. Um, we're just taking some time to collect more. We have been renewed. 
<laughs> we will be here for season two. We are not ending this in any way. We are just compiling more information and making sure that nothing's rushed right now. So we've put together such a cool season one and we are so excited to like push farther and harder with season two. Right. So season two, we're going to keep doing what we're doing here. We're going to have the same um, weekly episode of a narrative experience and then a cafe afterwards. Uh, we're just currently developing the, what those shows are going to be, but most of them are going to be similar to what we did this season. Uh, but we are also going to push the envelope some more and <laughs> deliver more, uh, a, a bigger variety of content. Yeah. Uh, so I am currently developing a few um, haunted explorations uh, and, uh, and exploring some local and not so local areas um, that do have paranormal um, activity. activity and take our super nature perspective and bring it to the source, bring it right to these paranormal hotspots and put each other to the test. Uh, I want to see and experience these things and I want to be able to bring it to the listeners and bring it to an audience to uh, to get their perspective on it and make their own opinions on what they think is really going on. And I'll be there to support you and to talk about them. <laughs> um, at the cafes. At the cafes, <laughs> not on site. Um, yeah, and we're going to talk about some cool stuff next season, like different lost civilizations, outer planetary research, giants, like all the crazy stuff. So I'm really excited to dive a little deeper into that and not go into haunted places. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to stay up to date with what we have going on, um, I do have a blog on galacticcycle.com where I will keep updating these episodes as well as new content and new information that's coming up um, and please subscribe to my weekly monday musings where i deliver the latest and greatest in scientific paranormal supernatural extraterrestrial stuff uh, i like to forward you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, content that is happening around the world awesome I hope everyone is enjoying their day and uh, having a beautiful spring and we will see you guys all soon. Until next time, friends. Peace. If you would like to share your story or have any questions about our discussions or have any ideas that you would like us to include, email us at supernature at galacticcycle.com. And if you enjoyed this session, subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform and stay up to date on all of our latest releases. Help us make these shows as interactive as possible. So please reach out and keep this conversation going. You can connect with us in the links in the bio and become a part of the journey. See you next time for more incredible stories. And in all that you do, may you reconnect with the earth. Thank you for listening and never stop pushing the boundaries of reality.